0: Hey guys, welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. We're going to do our waiver wires today. Uh, my name is Faraz Siddiqui. I appreciate you listening. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to get right into it. i uh, going to start with running backs. Latavius Murray, obviously, you know, one of the guys that uh, a lot of people are going to pick up this week. Dalvin Cook, he's out for the season with that ACL injury. Uh, so, you know, Murray, you know, he becomes that de facto early down and goal line back Um, You know, he should see at least 15 to 20 touches per game. You know, they're a team, the Vikings, that like to run the ball. They want to play good defense, and that's just how they want to roll. So, uh, Murray, he's going to get the touches. Um, You know, he is a capable uh, pass catcher as well. We've seen that um, in the past in Oakland. Um, So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he came down with two to three catches per week. And he admitted that he's not 100% coming back from that offseason angle surgery. But, you know, he's ready. He's suiting up each and every week. Uh, you know, we're going to put him in my line. you know, I'm going to put him in my lineup if he's getting that many touches per game. I think part of the reason why a lot of people, you know, are are hesitant to pick up Murray because of what he did last year is because if you really look at it, he wasn't getting 15 to 20 touches in a lot of those games. And in those games when he wasn't. You know, you're kind of hoping for a goal line touch and, and a touchdown. Um, but, you know, there were some 11-carry, 12-carry games, especially early on in the season that, you know, if he didn't score the touchdown, he didn't do anything for you. But in this in this offense, it's a diff, little different story. The Vikings' offensive line is better than they were last year. Um, and I think Murray can run behind this line um, and, you know, and catch maybe one or two balls, three balls a game, um, you know, and he'll give you a little bit more value uh, in that respect. Wendell Smallwood, um you know, he was one of my waiver wire guys last week. But he's still a little bit more than 50% owned on Yahoo, um, and he needs to be owned. Um, He had 14 touches in week four, 10 carries with four catches on six targets. So, you know, game script, not really a concern for him. He's going to be involved in most games in this type of capacity. Um, You know, he even had a touchdown, you know, on a carry inside the five-yard line, which is encouraging, probably not something they will be doing, uh, you know, in the future. But, you know, you never know with that team, Um, you know, Blunt, Got a lot of carries as well, but Smallwood Smallwood was involved in, you know, different assets of the game. So if he's going to get these type of touches per game, I I like it. You know, I wouldn't mind putting him as my RB2 or, um, you know, in my flex. You know, specifically in a PPR league, of course, because he's primarily going to bring you more value in the passing game. Um, So, yeah, he's somebody that I'm definitely looking to pick up if he's sitting on my waiver wire. Um, So this situation in Seattle with Chris Carson he's done for the year he has a combination of a high ankle sprain and a knee injury as well um so uh, I think yeah some fracture underneath the knee uh so you know he's done for the year is it going to be Rawls is it going to be Lacey you know a lot of people talking about JD McKissick after the game he had on Monday sorry Sunday and um you know if I had to choose one guy to really you know work his way into that starting role, it'll be Thomas Rawls. Um, you know, and I'm definitely going to s- assume it's not McKissick uh, because it only took a C.J. process injury for him to be on the field. You know, I think he only played like 10 snaps. Um, you know, he did have two touchdowns, uh, you know, one rushing and one target uh, for a touchdown. Uh, but, you know, he's more of a scat-back kind of guy uh, and not really somebody— who I think can take that full workhorse, full workhorse early down role that, that Pete Carroll likes to have. Um, so I, I'm going to, you know, if I had to put my money on somebody, it's, it's kind of a guess at this point, to be honest, between Rawls and Lacey, but I think I'm going to go with Rawls. Um, you know, he was the starter before Chris Carson came along and took the starting running back job. Um, and my logic is they just kept Rawls on the shelf. You know, uh, he was a healthy scratch this past week. You know, just to get healthy because of that ankle injury he was nursing. And I think he's going to be activated and get the initial shot to be the starter in week five. Just remember, um, you know, it's always possible that he doesn't do well. And then Eddie Lacy is going to get a shot. Um, You know, it's a very fluid situation and you just never know who it's actually going to be. But I'd rather take the shot on the guy uh, who will get the first crack at regaining the job. And I think that's going to be Thomas Rawls. Uh, Pete Carroll, he did say that he's glad that they have someone like Rawls to jump back in there now that Carson can't go. Um, so that that was there were some interesting comments there. You could take it, you know, however however you want it. Uh, but you know, for now, I'm gonna put my money on Rawls, and I, you know, I could be totally wrong too. Um, uh, number four on my list is Alvin Kamara. Um, he's the preferred running back in the Saints offense right now. Um, you know, and you want whoever that is on your roster he caught all 10 of his targets in week four, 10 targets. That's legit. Um, and he looked good doing it. He's on the field a ton. Um, and, you know, once his offense really gets rolling, rolling, you, you'll want to have Kamara in your lineup every single week because of that upside uh, with that opportunity that he already has. Um, Adrian Peterson, he's getting phased out of this offense. So I think Kamara, you know, he's only going to be one of two running backs who will be getting snaps. We're, we're, we are used to like two to three running backs each year. Um, you know, being relevant, being fantasy relevant in PPR leagues. So, you know, if you are in a PPR, I think Alvin Kamara would probably be the number one or maybe the 1B the to Latavius Murray. Uh, but I think Kamara is very valuable in PPR leagues. And if I'm in PPR, I'm happy, I'm happy with him as my RB2. Um, happier as a flex, obviously, but I think RB2, he'll give you okay value. Um, Andre Ellington... You know, we've seen him become a little bit more valuable once David Johnson went down. Um, he had nine receptions on 86 uh, for 86 yards on 14 targets. He had a 28% target share, which is absolutely ridiculous for a running back um, in week three. If you go back one week, he had eight targets. So you know, we we we're kind of building a pattern here where he's getting close to 10 targets a game. Um, so Ellington. He seems to be taking on that David Johnson passing game role, coming out of the backfield, lining up as a wide receiver. And we know the Cardinals are a pass-happy team. They don't have a running game. Chris Johnson isn't playing well. That offensive line isn't good. Um, and Ellington, you know, he's just the back to own right now. He outsnapped Chris Johnson 43-32. to So if you're in a PPR league, Ellington's the way to go. Eddie Lacy, I mentioned him before. Um, And, you know, like I said, it's very possible that after Lacey had a good performance in week four, that he's given that initial shot at the starting running back job in Seattle. Um, But, you know, if both are given a shot, it could could be an open competition. So picking up Lacey off waivers is a bit of a gamble, but I think it could pay off if Lacey wins a job, obviously. Um, The Seahawks offense is going to start to click. If Russell Wilson continues playing how he's been playing in the second half of the last two games, maybe he can put it together in a full game. Uh, the running lanes should open up a little bit more, even with that poor offensive line. Uh, I want to talk about Aaron Jones. If you're picking up Jones in the waiver wire this week, you got to understand that you're getting a rental for one to two weeks and possibly not even one. Ty Montgomery, he does in fact have a couple of broken ribs, but he's still hopeful that he'll play in Week Five. So, Ian report initially reported during that game Thursday night that Ty Montgomery had broken ribs. Then Adam Schefter came back a couple of days later and said, "Hey, he doesn't. You know, the injury isn't as severe as they thought they were. So you would assume that he does not have broken ribs." And now Ty Montgomery came out and said that, "Yes, hey, I have a couple of broken ribs here." So. Now we know what the deal is. Um, If I'm a Montgomery owner, I'm personally making other plans um, as far as who I'm starting. uh, Since Jamal Williams banged up too, Aaron Jones, he can see a decent-sized workload in Week 5. So whenever you have a starting running back on the Packers in your lineup, you have a pretty good chance for good things to happen. So um, Jones, he looked good in his limited opportunity Week 4 in relief of those two guys so he's definitely a pickup in case the other two can't go which seems likely at this point le blunt you know a lot of people were off of him um and you know rightfully so but you know he's quietly given owners if you stuck with him three out of four decent weeks um close to 10 points in half ppr league so half point ppr league so you know, you're never confident in starting him on any given week because you know, you, you don't know how he's going to be used. But this offense does move. It is a lot better. Um, Blunt. He's averaged around 15 carries a game. If you throw out that week two when he had like zero or one, um, so 15 carries a game. That's a pretty decent size workload. Um, if he's also getting goal line carries, you're looking at somebody who should not be on the waiver wire. Um, with Darren Sproles out now. The Eagles, you know, they might have to depend on Blunt a little bit more. Um, running backs are scarce, so you know you can do a lot worse than Blunt. You'll be happy that he's on your team, even though he, even if he's on your bench. You know, that's good running back depth. Uh, Alex Collins on the Ravens, he did fumble again in this game, and Harbaugh said that Collins is going to be on a short leash. As a matter of fact, he's already on a short leash because of that fumble. And because of the fumbling that he's been doing, but, you know, assuming he he does not fumble again, which is a big assumption, Collins, you know, he's going to be the early down running back for the Ravens. Terrence West will be there, you know, chomping at his bits, hoping he does fumble, at which time he will be there to firmly reclaim his starting job. But until then, Collins is the guy and should get a decent sized workload if the Ravens can stay in games. Um, the Ravens—they have a great defense, but their offense just can't seem to get it together yet. Uh, but that—you know—that should change a bit going into the next few weeks. And once Joe Flacco starts to get a rhythm, remember Joe Flacco missed like almost all of training camp and preseason. So, you know, once Collins has the ball, you know he has been looking good. He does rip off chunk yardage and looks good doing that. Um, so, if you're in need for a running back, Collins is a guy that I would be chasing on the waiver wire. Let's move to the Giants. Wayne Gallman. Um, He's a flyer that you should be picking up if you're in need of a running back. Um, He put up the best performance of any Giant running back this year um, with a a line of 11 carries for 42 yards. Wow. Um, But it's better than anything we've seen in a long time out of this team. Paul Perkins just hasn't been getting it done. Um, He also caught a touchdown this game in the red zone, um, and he's looked better in this game than all the Giants running backs combined, he should get extra opportunity. Um, and there's a, even a chance that he gets the full opportunity and sends Perkins and Darkwater to the bench. And if that happens, Gallman can have value in this offense. So that's what you're hoping for when you pick up Gallman, the Giants, they desperately need to find a running game. And if he gets 15 touches a game, they might be able to balance out this offense a bit and then he becomes valuable. Um, another backup running back who might be making some, some headways soon is Elijah McGuire. He is a rookie running back that looks good. He is a flyer, obviously. Um, you know, and he's given the chance to run the ball now that Forte is out. Um, so this guy, he can be the future of the Jets at running back. You know, It's not Forte. It's not Powell when you talk about the future. Um, so I would pick him up as someone who has value right now because he's still sharing work with Powell, but he's still getting some carries and touches. Um, but, you know, also as somebody who can be a little bit valuable later on this season, if the Jets are, you know, out of contention, they want to see what they, what they can get out of McGuire. Um, so I would, is somebody that, you know, he's like a, a deep bench stash, you know, you kind of keep him there in case something happens. Um, I think, you know, he looks good. Uh, you know, I'm a Jets fan myself, and I'm kind of excited to see what uh, Elijah McGuire can bring to the table. Um So, yeah, moving on, um, you know, as a fallout from that Dalvin Cook injury, Drake McKinnon is on a lot of people's minds as well. He also injured his ankle in week four, but he should be okay. Um, He just didn't look that good before he got hurt. Um, He didn't look good last year too, um, but he's probably in for a bigger role now that Dalvin Cook has done for the year. Uh, It is possible that he becomes that Vikings third down running back and passing down back um, while Murray takes the early down and goal line work. Uh, but you know if you need a flyer go for it but you know there should be better options in the wave wire I like all those other guys uh, over McKinnon Um, let's move on to wide receivers so Devin Funches is number one on my list this week uh, just because I think he could bring you immediate value Um, he's been he's been getting pretty good target numbers since Greg Olson got hurt he's averaging 10 targets per game since Um, so Funches he's a guy I'm comfortable putting in my lineup right now understanding that he's more valuable in PPR uh, as an underneath and high percentage route type of player, you know, and he might not put up the huge yardage totals that we hope for. But you know, the two touchdowns that he got, they were more of a product of playing the Patriots defense. I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, but the Patriots have looked like the worst defense in the NFL so far this year. Um, and we we've seen Cam look his way in the end zone in the past. So he does have a little bit of that upside um, you know, when they do get into the red zone. Um, Jerome Brown he, he's averaged almost 10 targets per game in the last three games. He played 97% of snaps in week three. Um, so it looks like it's, he's someone the Cardinals trust to leave on the field. Um, Palmer, you know, he's been looking his way. He has been putting up consistent fantasy numbers up until this point. And, you know, the Cardinals, they don't have a running game. Um, they should be passing a ton on a weekly basis. So I'm comfortable putting Brown in my lineup most weeks. Now, John Brown came back, but that took... Um, out of the snap share from J.J. Nelson not Jerron Brown which is interesting so with with John Brown back if it's Jerron Brown and John Brown on both sides with Larry Fitzgerald in the slot um, this passing attack uh, could be pretty interesting uh, in the coming weeks uh, Will Fuller uh, he caught two touchdowns in a season premiere um, Deshaun Watson he, you know he's slinging it and the way he's slinging it right now I would definitely want to pick up Will Fuller if he's sitting on your waiver wire um, he should be very usable keep in mind that they did play against the Titans, who have been at the bottom of the league and given up fantasy points to wide receivers coming into this game. Um, and Fuller, you know, we know what he is, streaming options. And by the way, with these quarterback and defensive streaming options, uh, these guys are around, owned around 50% or less. Um, Philadelphia at home against Arizona. And yes, I, I know Carson. I chose Carson Palmer and I chose uh, Philadelphia's defense, but both of them can succeed. Um Giants. Versus the Chargers, and by the way, if don't don't do both, right? You're just limiting your ceiling at that point. Um, if you're going to choose Carson Palmer, choose one of the other defenses and the other way around. Yeah, you want to choose who's going to score the more most points independently, but you're limiting your ceiling at that point. Um, the Giants at home against the Chargers, uh, the Lions at home versus Carolina. The Jets at Cleveland. The Jets have a surprisingly okay defense, and I think Cleveland, um, you know, the offense has been struggling. So, um, and and Oakland at home against Baltimore. Those are all streaming options that you know should be okay for you in Week Five. And guys, that's all I have for you. Good luck picking up your picking up your guys this week. Um, hope you get whoever you want. Um, you can always. Ask me any questions you want at Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram, at UpperHandFFB on Twitter. I'm Faraz Siddiqui. I'm on Twitter at F-A-R-A-Z-S-I-D-D-I-Q-I. Visit us at UpperHandFantasy.com. Like I said, shoot me a DM over on Instagram. Um, a little plug for the Alexis Skill Um You know, if you want to know who to start every week, you're 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 always asking yourself, you're always Googling, you're always looking at Fantasy Pros. Um, You know, if you have a you know an Amazon Echo or Dot at home, you can ask the upper hand fantasy skill who to start each week, and it'll just go to you know Fantasy Pros, compare the two players, and it'll give you an instant response of who to start. So save you some time. Um, Have a great day. I hope you guys get whoever you want on your waiver wires. Is he's a boom bust type of player, so don't pair him up with other similar types of players in your lineup. You know, if you need depth, though, you know, he's a perfect ad as someone to supplement a high floor roster. John Brown, he's back, um, but you know, who knows how healthy he's going to be for the rest of the season. Um, that sickle cell, those sickle cell symptoms can flare up, you know, whenever, um, as we've seen it with him over the past couple of years, but. When he's on the field, he gets targets. Um, he played 61% of snaps in week four. They were trying to bring him along a little slowly, but in those you know, select number of snaps, he still got seven targets. Um, so Jerron Brown, you know, he's the one who's getting most attention this week, so you probably won't have to spend too much fab to get John Brown this week, um, but I do want to get him on my roster before he gets hot. So like I said a few times already, um, the Cardinals, they're going to want to throw the ball this year a ton. Well, they really have no choice uh, since David Johnson left. Um, you know, Their defense isn't that great. Their offensive line, as far as running the ball, isn't that good either. Um, so you know, I, I expect them to throw the ball, and I think John Brown, if he's healthy, he could be a huge beneficiary. Don't forget about Dante Moncrief. He was dropped in a bunch of leagues. He was obviously drafted, uh, but he's owning 50% of leagues right now. Andrew Luck, he is practicing this week. He probably won't play in Week 5, but, you know, maybe he'll play in Week 6. Who knows? Um, But, you know, as we know, when Luck and Moncrief are on the field together, there's a touchdown waiting to happen. So I'm picking up Moncrief now, holding him on my bench. Zay Jones is another guy I want to talk about. Not the most intriguing waiver wire pickup, but Jordan Matthews, he's going to miss a month because of thumb surgery. So Zay Jones, he needs to be on our radar. Jones, he's dropped a few passes, you know, but he did get some targets as soon as Matthews got hurt against the Falcons last week in week four. Um, there just isn't enough target volume right now to sustain him, Shady, and Charles Clay, but it's always possible that a receiver will eventually get involved in this offense at some point once they build a rapport um, with Tyrod Taylor. So, you know, if the amount of possible receivers dwindle, like they are with Jordan Matthews go- gone for a month, the chances that the receiver you know, will be Zay Jones. Um, you know that got much higher uh, of a chance with this injury. Um, if Devontae Adams is out, I think Geronimo Allison is worth an ad. Um, we saw him come in for Randall Cobb when he was out, and he performed really well and you know won them the game. So when Adams left the game, it was Allison who came in to relieve him, and we have to expect it to stay that way if Adams were to miss Week 5 with that concussion that he suffered last week. So uh, I'm not picking up Allison until we know about more about Adams' Week 5 status. Um, you know, And and I don't really expect people to pick him up, but he's, he shouldn't be too expensive on your waiver wire. Um, <clears throat> so tight ends. So Charles Clay, if you sitting in your waiver wire, pick him up, even if you have a tight end. He's the number one option outside of LaShawn McCoy in this offense. Tyrod Taylor constantly looking his way as the only non-running back pass catcher that he trusts. With Jordan Matthews out, based on the rapport he doesn't have with anyone else, play should be a top-five option for the foreseeable future. Um, he's currently the number four tight end in fantasy points uh, in half-point uh, per reception scoring after week four. So, you know, he, he's looking like a great option this year. Evan Ingram, you know, he's been pretty consistent this season, one of the main pass catchers on the Giants. He had 11 targets this past week, but before that, he had target numbers of 5, 7, and 7. So he's being more involved in this offense um, so things are trending up for him. He looked great. Um, as you know, he's also caught more passes in each game as the season has gone on. now I'm looking at the stats, but if you're hurting at tight end, Engram is someone you can leave in your lineup on a weekly basis. Um, the third guy I wanted to talk about was Austin Safarian Jenkins. If he's sitting on your waiver wire, um, and those other guys aren't available, I think he's a solid guy to pick up, um, just because he's getting a solid target volume. Um, he can turn into number one targeted pass catcher in the Jets' offense. He's had six targets in Week Three, four targets in Week Four, um, and he's caught nine of those ten targets. So Josh McCown, we know that he likes targeting the tight end, um, and he's been doing that throughout his career. Uh, and ASJ, he's looked good in two game, two games back from suspension. And you know, there's been some horrible tight end play this year. Um, so you know, he's someone I'm willing to pick up and play on a weekly basis at this point. Um, so quarterback streaming options I like Carson Palmer at Philly Alex Smith had a great game on Monday night um, so I'm, I'm okay streaming him at Houston Deshaun Watson obviously it can't he's at home versus Kansas City a little bit of a tougher matchup but you got to stay in it with Deshaun Watson right now Josh McCown at Cleveland Eli Manning at home against the Chargers and Jacoby Brissett at home against San Francisco um defensive